Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I'm said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink-foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. My name is Harold Thornbrough from smalltownhomestead.com and I'm glad you're back with us. Today's topic is going to be what's going on with my tomato plants? It's a question I get a ton this time of year because a lot of people are having trouble with their tomato plants. I see that question popping up all over social media and I think it's just a good time to maybe answer it um, on the podcast and talk about some of the, the common problems Uh, we see with tomato plants and uh, I want to talk about good organic solutions uh, for some of those problems but before we get into that I'll give you a few updates around the homestead here garden still looking good we uh been getting a lot of cucumbers uh starting to get some good red tomatoes now all the leafy vegetables are still doing good uh, other than the lettuce, the heat's kind of got to the lettuce. Uh, of course, the spinach has been gone for a little while, but kale's doing, you know, super good right now. And, um, you know, there's just, uh, garden's looking great. Uh, the summer squash, the zucchini is looking really good. Um, getting lots of beans. So the garden's great. And, uh, you know, I was, I don't know if I want to talk about this or not, but I will. It's exciting. It's a, it's an exciting thing in my life. Um, I look at uh, my website, uh, smalltownhomestead.com, and uh, a tagline I've had on there since uh, since I started the website was homesteading today for a better tomorrow. Because, you know, I, I care about the future, the uh, future of people's families, the future of our country, uh, you know, and then I see the news and you see lots of bad things happening on the news. And, um, you know, I've just never been more motivated, never been more motivated to to try to do my part uh, to make the world a better place. And uh, this last week, I've even been extra motivated because my oldest daughter announced to me that uh, I'm going to be a grandpa uh, here in just a few months. So, you know, I, I I look at that and I say, yeah, I'm really motivated to try to make the world a better place. And we start by making the world right around us a better place. And I, I really believe that uh, homesteading has a lot to offer. Uh, I mean, it's it's the future of our food. It's it's the future of our health. I really truly believe it's a better way to live, and uh, I like to spread that message. So uh, you know, hey, what what would a future be without tomatoes? Right? We should talk about tomatoes because no garden is complete without tomatoes. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the common problems we see with tomatoes and uh, I guess I'll start with what I think is the most common one because it's the one I've dealt with the most in the past and that's early blight I have dealt quite extensively with early blight now um, early blight is fixable it's a a fungal disease um, that hits uh, both tomatoes and potatoes and it kind of starts with a a dark brown spot on the leaf. Now, how you'll kind of really identify this is it'll have these, uh, the dark spot will be slightly sunken in and it'll have rings in it or the, whatever, it may not be a perfect circle, 
but whatever the shape of the spot is, it'll have these rings in it, almost like the rings of a, of a tree, like you would see if you cut a tree down. And But they'll be real dark. And uh, that's how you kind of identify early blight. Now, it can spread to the stem and get the stem dark and even onto the tomatoes, especially if you have a, a spot on the tomatoes where maybe a bug has made a hole or something, you'll see it turn the, the tomato itself um, dark but generally you see it on the leaves and you'll see these circles sunken down circles with the rings in them and that's how we identify it and, and you know that's a, that's a really common thing i've dealt with it nearly every year i think last year was the first year in a long time i hadn't had it and i've already been dealing with it this year some of the common reasons especially if you have a wet season uh, it seems to bring it on really quick um, but some of the things we can do to prevent that I'll talk about prevention first, then we'll talk about uh, solutions after you get it. Prevention might be to grow a more resistant tomato. Uh, There are many hybrid tomatoes that are blight resistant. So those are a good option for a variety of tomato that uh, will be be blight resistant. Also, uh, it's real important to have disease-free seeds if you're planting from seed. And you can do this. There is a, a hydrogen peroxide solution that you can use. It's a real mild solution that, that will help rid the seeds of the fungus and really increase your chances. But most people that I know actually purchase plants from a greenhouse or something and, and plant them, and you really can't control that. So another thing you can do is change the location. If you've battled blight in a location before, plant your tomatoes in another part of the garden the next year. And, um, you know, that, that will help minimize the fungus. Uh, you want to try to keep the foliage as dry as possible. Water at the base of the plant. Uh, don't let, uh, many people, I see this mistake all the time, they'll get some rain shower head type attachment on their hose and they just, they, they think it's just naturally better to let it come down like rain over the top of the tomato plants. And that's not the case. With tomatoes, you want to water at the base of the plant and also having some mulch of some sort around the plants helps because it keeps that soil from splashing even during a rain from splashing up on the leaves and uh, spreading that fungus so those are things you can do to kind of prevent it now if you see it on your leaves you want to get rid of those leaves but you have to be careful on how you get rid of them you see it usually hits the lower leaves because again it's been splashing up from the soil it's in the soil the fungus is there and uh you know, it can get on those bottom leaves. So you want to remove those leaves. I need to back up. Also, a, a cornmeal solution around your plants. If you take some corn, some whole cornmeal, ground cornmeal, and kind of spread it around your soil, it actually, it itself is not an antifungal, but it will feed the microbes in the soil that will destroy the fungus. So having cornmeal down around your tomato plants lightly put around your tomato plants as well will help prevent it but even if you get it it's a good time to to put it on your around your uh, soil around your tomato plants and try to uh, minimize it um, after that but back to the removing the leaves now when you remove the leaves I like to take a pair of scissors and what I will do is I will put just a few drops of bleach in a jar of water a little bit of bleach in a jar of water and I will snip the stem behind the leaf, snip the stem off at that bad leaf, 
dip the scissors in the uh, bleach solution and then go to the next leaf. And and I won't snip and then snip because what you're doing is you're spreading the fungus. You don't want, you want to kill it before you snip the next area or you can just spread it further around the plant. So I'm real careful about that. Um, also, you want to get the leaves away. You don't want them to brush up against the plant. You want to pull them away from the plant as you cut them. And I burn them. I mean, I really do. I got a campfire ring in my backyard, and I'll just toss them in there and burn them. Uh, I want to get rid of it. I don't, you don't throw them in your compost bin. Don't lay them around like mulch. You want to get rid of that fungus, that infected leaf. Get it away. So also, you know, just keeping some of your lower leaves uh, trimmed off your tomato can help as well. Those are some of the things. Now, uh, I was talking about the cornmeal solution. That's actually something you can do once you get the um, blight on your tomatoes. I told you go ahead and put the cornmeal around the um, the base of the plant. But you also, what I like to do is make a cornmeal juice. You just take uh, about a cup of cornmeal and soak it in five gallons of water for a little while like hour or two let it kind of permeate and you know the and you'll get this milky colored water from the cornmeal and um, what i'll do is i'll strain that out and uh, put it in a sprayer and then spray it on the foliage of the plants and that'll help to uh, kill the fungus on the plant and i'll spray it on the ground and i'll take what i'll take that cornmeal out of the bucket and even spread it around after you know i get all that out of there uh, after i separate it and, and I'll keep that, and I'll go ahead and spray that around uh, on the foliage of the uh, tomato plant. Now, like I said, in and of itself, it's not a it's not a fungus killer, but what it does is it uh, it feeds those microbes uh, that will destroy the fungus. Um, but also, using a baking soda mixture is good too. You can take like four teaspoons of baking soda, one tablespoon of horticultural oil and put it in a gallon of water, and you can spray that real lightly uh, on the foliage, on the uh, especially around the uh, parts that were effect- infected with the fungus. Uh, be careful not to put too much on. Don't spray the ground around when you use that solution. Just lightly spray it on, on the plant. I like the, uh, the cornmeal uh, juice um, solution a little bit better, and the reason is because it's a more mild solution, and it... Uh, is, you know, you really can't overdo it. I'd give it a good soaking with that stuff when I put it on the plant. Go ahead and just spray it down real good. Give it a good soaking and then spread that cornmeal out. And that will help. I had to do that this year even, and it worked really good. So that's one thing you can do. Now, that treatment right there is also going to be used for the other things I want to talk about. Okay, now let's uh, let's talk about what's called late or some people call it fire blight. Now, this is the bad boy. This is the one you don't want to get. This is more identified by really dark leaves. The whole leaf dies. It doesn't really have the circles like the uh, like the early blight. It You can actually see uh, the fungus growing in, in some cases. It has a fuzzy growth on the underside of the tomato leaf, and it'll, and it'll actually affect the stems. It'll... Um, uh, it'll start turning the stems uh, a dark brown or even black color. Uh, it'll spread all over the leaf. You won't necessarily see the circles. It gets kind of on the older leaves uh, too. I mean, it just, it just doesn't have any um, preference. It just starts eating the plant up. Fire blight or late blight is the bad boy. 
you get that, you're probably going to be ripping the plant out of the ground and getting rid of it, getting it away, and hoping it didn't spread to the others. You do your cornmeal mixtures, like I said, if you see it and you got one plant that's got it and the two on each side of it doesn't don't have it yet, I get the cornmeal mixture out and I'd soak them down. I'd prepare and then hope uh, because uh, once it starts spreading, it spreads. Now, and it's pretty common in an area. Uh, you can actually go to a website called usablight.org, uh, usablight.org, and it'll actually show a map of where the blight's kind of spreading across the country uh, and give you uh, some insight on, as to where it's going on. Um, so you want to keep an eye out for that. I'd go check that out if you, know, you think it's in your area. Again, uh, it's kind of prevented the same way as the early blight is. It, it can come from the ground, so you want to uh, be careful about the water situation. Um, use the cornmeal. It'll help kill the fungus, but it's a bad boy. You get it, and it'll spread really fast, and it will kill your plants. And there's not. You can try. You can try to save them. I would. Uh, it costs you a little time, but your chances are slim, to be honest with you. it's a. You're better off just to get rid of the plant, get it out of there, burn it, and just destroy it, get rid of it, get it away from your other plants. And then you probably don't want to plant in that area for a couple years to be honest with you i mean it, it's that bad of a of a thing to get and i'm not giving the um the latin names for these uh, funguses and these diseases uh you can look that up the funguses I, i'm not good with latin so you can figure that out um but these are some bad funguses uh, this one is particularly bad it will it'll mess things up for you so since there isn't a whole lot we can do about that one we won't talk much more about that. The The next thing is called septoria leaf spots. Now, septoria leaf spots is often confused for blight. And on this, you have these leaves with, and they'll get like a gray-brown area. But it'll mostly, but the, the, the leaf as a whole will be more yellow. And uh, it's a fungal disease, but they don't have the rings like early blight. They have more like a, a, a black spores. It'll be filled with more like little black spores. And it'll generally get on the lower leaves first. Again, it comes from the ground. And really with this, you would treat it pretty much exactly like early blight. And that's why I say it doesn't really matter if you can't tell the difference. Although they really don't look alike because it doesn't have the sunk down uh, spots with the circles. It's the same thing. Same treatment. Uh, same, same way you go about getting rid of it. Remove the leaves. Get the, get the cornmeal juice down. Um, be careful with your watering. Uh, you know, it's the same thing. It's a, it's a fungus. It operates the same way, even though it's a little bit, it's a different fungus. So it'll be treated the same way. And like I said, most of these will be treated the same way. Now, something that, that often happens with uh, your tomato plants is people will see their leaves wilting. Now, it'll leave, wilt in a couple different ways. Sometimes it'll get really light colored and start wilting. And then other times it'll just look really dry and wilty. And those two different things. One, I mean, the more light green color with a wilting is usually caused from overwatering, And a lot of people think, well, my plant's dying with some fungal disease. And a lot of times, it's not that at all. It's just that they've overwatered or they just had a lot of rain uh, recently. And they just need to try to uh, either wait it out if it's been a lot of rain and hope the plant bounces back. And that's where good drainage is important, if, especially if you're in a raised bed or pots uh, or something like that that you're growing in. Uh, but I've seen people just overwater. And just nearly drown their their tomato plants, so you know that's something you got to watch out for. Now, if it gets more of a a dry, uh, dark green, wilty look to it, 
you're probably not getting enough water. Um, and that can happen too. So, I mean, you just get a lot of high heat and, um, you know, especially in the evening sun, really, really cooking them. It will curl the leaves up and then and that'll start happening. But again, it's some people confuse it for blight because blight will do a little bit of the same thing, only it'll have the spots as well. So, you know, you just got to examine it kind of closely and uh, pay attention to it. Now, I would uh, use something like a bio wash just to help make my plants a little stronger. Um, a bio wash is a, uh, something you can kind of spray. It's, it's really a, um, it's a fertilizer booster. Um, uh, I'm hesitant to call it a compost tea, but I guess it, it probably is. It's a good stuff, you know. It's really good stuff. Uh, and it has, helps to keep the plant strong and um help it to get through um you know those tougher things i mean every year we we face challenges right i mean every year we're either going to have a lot of rain or we're going to have too much heat or too much cold or you know whatever well a strong plant just just has a better chance of making it through anything even blight uh so whatever your plant faces if you got a good strong healthy fertilizer on it it will help your plant uh, make it um, through that so yeah use a use something like a, a comp you know keep compost tea or a bio wash uh, around and keep your uh, tomato plant sprayed down with that or uh, the ground around it keep it fertile have good soil use good fertilizer and uh, that'll help keep your plants strong now something i had to face uh, i guess it was a couple years ago is all my tomatoes started getting these cracks in them in the late summer and I thought, what in the world is going on with that? And I did a little research on it, and it's just the, from the fluctuating temperatures. It's the growing conditions. It's uh, Usually it's the kind of back and forth, like say maybe you get a few days of rain, and then you get a few days of drought, and then you just got these fluctuation of temperatures. And um, it can cause this uh, these splits. They'll kind of heal over, but it just makes an ugly, <laughs> a really ugly um tomato and uh, it's nothing wrong with them it's not bugs now once they're split open it it does uh, present a place that bugs can you know kind of flock to but it doesn't necessarily do that and it's these things these these scars and such um they're not going to hurt anything and again i think a strong uh, plant will weather these things better you can you can help by maybe putting up shade cloth on the hot days to kind of regulate the temperatures a little bit. Some people uh, do something like uh, will grow something tall uh, on the um, west side of their tomatoes to kind of shade them in the evening. And that's a good idea, especially if you can maybe put up some kind of a bamboo patch or, or you know, something like that that will grow tall. Um, or maybe you've got a trellis and you're going to trellis up some some uh, late season beans or something like that, cucumbers that will kind of shade out the uh, tomatoes in the evening and uh, help them deal with the uh, the really hot days. Try to maintain your water levels. You know, try to make sure you're watering them if it's got a real dry section uh, time period. And uh, you know, if you're getting too much water, hopefully you can uh, have good drainage in your area. And you know, maybe a little bit of it comes down to when you actually plant the tomatoes. Um, to give them a, a stronger root base and get them a little deeper in the soil where they can maybe uh, utilize the water better. Uh, when you first plant your tomatoes, you should plant your tomatoes kind of deep. Um, if you buy plants, you should go above 
where they've got them planted at uh, a few inches. Uh, plant uh, tomato plants will actually root out from from the stem, so you can plant them a few inches deeper, even right down to the the next the leaves, or you can even remove some leaves and go down a little deeper with it. You can go down a few inches. Um, past where maybe they have them planted at which will help you some people actually trench them and like kind of lightly bend the stem and then kind of trench them in and then roots will form all along that and then kind of curve them up and impact the dirt around them and that'll give it an area for the um, the roots to to get more water and uh, feed the plant better with water and regulate the water better so those are just some little tips even uh, that might help later on in the summer right off the bat when you're planting so just a few tips there to try to maybe maintain the looks of your tomato. So we pretty much treat all these things the same. A good strong plant, uh, starting off right with good soil, a good planting, uh, watching how you plant them, uh, feeding the, the plants with a good compost tea and compost on in the soil, and then use the cornmeal solutions, uh, the cornmeal actual uh whole cornmeal in the um, whole ground cornmeal on the soil and then a um, cornmeal juice to spray the foliage with keep an eye on your yellow leaves your bad spots get those out of there destroy them and then just enjoy your tomatoes Uh, i think if you can do all that you're going to have a good tomato crop and it's still no guarantee i think tomatoes uh, no garden is complete without them I think nearly every gardener would agree that tomatoes are finicky. <laughs> they are they are kind of hard to grow in some ways. Uh, they grow easy, but they, they're hard to maintain. They, they do seem to be a plant that is more susceptible to problems. So you do need to do things right. Uh, that being said, you know, if you're having a lot of problems, uh, there are some good hardy hybrid varieties out there that are very blight resistant disease resistant um, uh, strong plants and maybe they're not as good tasting as some of the some of the heirlooms but no doubt about it they are a hardier plant so you might have to go with some of those varieties um, and i always plant a couple of those around just in case i and and you know i didn't mention this either but that's something i do as well i don't plant all my tomatoes together right i just kind of scatter them around i'll have a few plants here a few plants there a couple plants over here you know and i kind of space them around in my garden and uh, i do that because of the spread of the of the fungus um yeah if that patch over there gets infected maybe these others won't and uh that's just a little trick i learned a while back too because i watched it go from plant to plant to plant and there wasn't a whole lot i could do about it i actually got hit with a late blight a few years ago and uh really it just destroyed all of my tomato plants i got just a handful of tomatoes off of it and then they got the late blight and there was just no saving them they died so fast with just in a few days, they were just they were completely gone. The tomatoes were rotten. Uh, it really hit me hard, and um, I didn't have them. I didn't have my plants spread around like I do now, and uh, so that's something I kind of learned the hard way. I've learned all, all of this the hard way when it comes to tomatoes because I've had, I've made the mistakes, and um, and uh, you probably have too. But I do see this question quite often on social media, and I even get asked this question uh, quite often. So. Hopefully that'll help you. I hope this has been helpful for you and, uh, you know, that you'll have a great tomato growing season. So I hope you all jump out in the garden and check out your tomato plants and see if they need any help. 
And until next time, happy homesteading. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow. Thank you.